Hi, my name is Savannah Winchester. I'm in Bismarck, North Dakota with Barney, who I've just met. Hi, I'm Barney uh, Botone. My age is 66 years. I'm the great-grandson of Chief Lone Wolf, and he was a chief of the Kiowa tribe. He was the last warring chief of the Kiowa tribe. He was imprisoned in uh, St. Augustine, Florida, along with Cheyenne, Southern Cheyennes, Geronimo of the Apaches. It was in a Spanish dungeon there in uh, St. Augustine, Florida, that they held these prisoners. While in Florida, they met this Captain Pratt, who was the head of this dungeon, and uh, he realized Indians weren't savage, which before that they thought we were savage. They found out that we were intelligent people and that he felt educating Indians would be uh, paramount. So with his connections of Hampton University, which is a black university, he moved all these prisoners, those that wanted to, to Hampton University to teach them about farming and agriculture. That panned out real well. The government was able to open a school in Carlisle, Pennsylvania called Carlisle Indian School. However, my grandpa that was there in Florida, he went back home and he died of malaria that he got in Florida. Where was home for your grandfather? In Oklahoma, southwest Oklahoma. How did he end up in St. Augustine? How did he get there? He was transported there from uh, a place called Cooperton, Oklahoma, on the railroad. They put him in a livestock car along with the rest of the detainees, and they shipped him to St. Louis. Then from St. Louis, they put him on a boat down the Mississippi River down to New Orleans. And then from New Orleans, they put him on a, another train bound for Florida, and that's how he ended up there. While he was in there in the East, he learned uh, Christianity from... Uh, the Quakers, and uh, was influenced and became a minister in the first Kiowa that was a Christian, and that came back home to lead his people. Then uh, my grandma and grandpa, they were also in boarding school. They went to various schools, because at that time of history, Indians were put in schools, taken away from their parents, like my dad and mom were both removed from their parents when they were seven years old. So I was in Albuquerque, and I went to the Bureau of Indian Affairs office. It had an employment assistance program. So I went in to see if I could get a job. The man that was there was a Ralph Paisano. He's in Acoma, Pueblo. I was sitting there visiting with him, and the phone rang. And when the phone rang, he picked it up, and as he was listening to this person on the other end, this person was saying they were from the Atchison, Topeka, and the Santa Fe Railroad, and they needed an Indian to go to work right away. An Indian that had an aptitude of mechanics, electrical ability, and some college. Well, when I was in high school, I was an installer. I'd install lights and fixtures and things like that. So I had electrical ability. So Ralph held his hand over the phone and said, Barney, do you want to go to work as a railroader? I said, yes, I'll do anything. Can I ask why they needed an Indian specifically? You said they needed an Indian with these skills. Because the 1964 Civil Rights Act... I was hired in 72, so there's this span of years that went by without the railroad having to bring non-whites into the employment, uh, mm-hmm. okay? And when that happened, the railroad was sued by 43 chair car tenders, and they were black men, and they sued the railroad for the right to work in the operating department where the locomotives run the trains. And the railroad said, you can't sue us. You have to sue the union that holds the Manning Agreement. So they, they ter- in turn sued the United uh, Transportation Union of $21 million. 
and they all got a piece of that. But they also got a stake for themselves to be reinstated where they applied for those jobs and were denied, and then also for the future for minorities to be hired in those crafts. Mm -hmm. And so I'm literally the first Indian in driver training in this country because of that fact. And that was uh, because of their efforts, Mm -hmm. not because of my own. And so the discovery for me was when I was supposed to go to the Santa Fe building down in Albuquerque on First Street, and I went in, and this guy's office was in the basement. His name was David Rodriguez, and he worked on the dock. He said to me, if you tell anybody what I'm about to tell you, I'll call you a GD liar. And I thought, why is he saying that? I I don't care what he says. I want a job. And he said to me, what the railroad has done is they put me in this position so that as a minority, they have fulfilled their responsibility of moving minorities into positions. He said, but what they don't know is that I'm going to hire every Indian, every black every Hispanic, Asians, women, and he did. The first woman was hired before me, first black was before me, Hispanic was before me, and then I, and then me, and then an Asian behind me. And all the minorities now that are on the railroad are because of that. And I think that was kind of a fantastic thing to happen. I graduated as a locomotive engineer. I was so proud of myself. So I wanted to go tell my grandma, what had happened to me. And when I went to share the good news with her, I remember walking into the house and I said, Grandma, I got something to tell you. And she says, like an Indian grandma, come to my room. So I went to her room. We sat on her bed. And she says, what would it be that you'd tell me? Grandma, I said, I'm a locomotive engineer now. And she looked at me and started crying. And her tears didn't stop. And just like any... Indian grandma, you never know what they're thinking her. I waited and paused with her as she sobbed. I said, Grandma, how come you cry? And she said to me, I'm happy for you, but I remember when they took your great-grandpa away on a boxcar, in a livestock car, to St. Augustine, Florida. They put him in prison. And I was a little girl, and I watched that. And she remembered those days and we both sobbed because the irony was too much but after we sobbed a while and then I told her grandma will be the best there ever was and I I tried to do that and I served my uh, fellow employees as a labor person president of the unions I did a lot of things for a lot of different people that was primary because that's the people we are. I come from chieftain blood, and chieftain blood means helping others. I was able to help my uh, fellow workers, so I negotiated union contracts and got some really good deals for everybody. I thank you for asking me these questions. Happy to. Thank you for sharing with me today. You're bad.